Kia and welcome to Jewels from NZ. But this is not your average Aotearoa or Glitter episodes, oh no. This is August, and as we know, the month of August is for RPG. So welcome back to the RPG A Day, Fader Bison Takeover episode. So today's word is supplement. And instead of talking about, you know, your dietary health and how I think that you should probably have vitamin supplements because I care about you and I want you to look after yourself, I'm going to talk about (laughs) my one-shots as side supplements to the world of Aizen. They supplement the world law, but they don't ruin anything that the DM has in store mainly because they operate in different timelines, different cities, with different people. And yes, it means that I create uh, cities often (laughs) and create and fill them with characters within them. But, um, well, not all of Aizen is written, so there is plenty of room to do so. And my DM is really fun when I say, hey, I've got another idea for one shot. I was thinking somewhere around here, Uh, We'll plan out where that is together and where in the timeline that might be. And then we write that into the world. And then I get to write a crazy one shot. Um, Yeah, it's it's very fun. And so I want to tell you a little bit about my one shots, my side stories, because they're all set in Aizen um, and they all stem from the creation of what is called the Whistle Whistles. So the Whistle Whistles started in the city of Whistle. Whistle has a adventuring school, which is called the Grand Wannabe School of Adventurers. Um, no, wait, is it the Grand Wannabe Adventurers School? I always get that round the wrong way. So they're wannabe adventurers. They don't always end up as adventurers. But the whole point of the school is that they get such an, um, you know, like a wide ranging education that people that come out of the school come out with all sorts of skills and all sorts of less life lessons and with a better understanding of who they might be be and who they might want to be so that's kind of like why the school exists people that are quite rich move to nearby Whistle to get their kids in um, and there are scholarships for um, kids who have done amazing things that get invited to attend so that is the Whistle's Grand Wannabe Adventure at School. Now the very first ever um, one shot I wrote is based in Whistle And it wasn't necessarily about that school. I just had a school in mind that these kids all attended together. And um, it was set around Halloween because I wanted to write a Halloween one-shot. So I kind of created the Hallowed Festival of Frights in Aizen, which is Aizen's version of Halloween. So the Hallowed Festival of Frights is, as pretty standard, um, the line between the spirit realm and the real one in terms of Aizen's real one um, is very thin. And there are certain traditions that people employ to kind of 
stave off the scary. And whether you believe in them or not, there are still certain traditions that are followed. Like you create and wear a scary mask, um, basically to hide your beauty from the monsters so that they don't want to steal it from you. And one of the other traditions is that you carry mirrors or hang mirrors kind of around your house um, because some monsters, when confronted with their own appearance, are not huge fans of that and that will drive them away. So um, they created uh, that. Yeah, so I created that festival and created a whole one-shot story around the hallowed Festival of Frights, including basically your standard spooky haunted house with a ghost story and they have the kids have to go in and rescue a friend who's gotten lost in there and they find all sorts of things inside very exciting very fun um a great level three adventure and it's a very introductory adventure um the sorts of things that they come across on that one um other sorts of things that once they understand that those those things exist like locked doors and and traps and and holes in the floor and you know basic monsters shadows and crawling claws and mimics and all that kind of stuff once they understand that those are exist and they understand how the game kind of works there's lots of perception checks there's lots of you know that kind of stuff um i made my own mechanic for um seeing visions like if you roll high you see this vision because you kind of beat the vision and the necromancer who cast the spell to make you see the vision that you see if you roll low um and so that's a really fun mechanic i think i've talked about it before on jills from nz um but i just created that basically for for this game so yeah um that was the very first one i ever wrote um and then i was quite intrigued by the idea of these kids these kids from Whistle who had blown the whistle open on, I won't give spoilers for that adventure, but basically what they end up finding. Think Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine crew and you wouldn't be too far off of what I was sort of going for in the end. I didn't know that's what I was going for when I started writing that adventure, but that's what I ended up with. And that's how good things work sometimes. So I was intrigued by the idea of these kids and what they might get up to basically. And I wrote another adventure. Um, I wrote a level seven adventure where the Whistle Whistles uh, basically got sent to a seaside town whose fishing ships kept going missing. And the seaside town is full of mysteries to solve. Um, and the more you find out about the town and the town's people and things they see, and the more you get out on the ocean and discover the, the craziness that's out there, um, maybe you'll get closer to solving all of the mysteries and putting it all together at the end. Um, that's a really fun one. I actually wrote that one because I got the book Ghosts of Saltmarsh and was just so intrigued with ship stats and like being a pirate out on the ocean. And I basically wrote that adventure <laughs> specifically just to play with that concept and be in that space. Of course, there's also other themes involved in that that one but I mean again to tell you more about that adventure would be to spoil it so army hearties you just have to find out about it yourself by playing it one day you'll have to I be Captain Atlas and I be waiting to take you on me boat the jolly wanderer
yeah, that's that's Captain Atlas. I don't know where he came from. I don't know where he went, but he's gone now. Okay, so I wrote that one. Then I was just hooked on the idea of writing adventures. So I went backwards a level or two, and I went to fifth level. Um, there was a particular person I kind of wrote the adventure for. Um, I'd played a few games with them and stuff, and they said that they always loved the idea of having like a slasher, kind of gory, grisly um, story. So I wrote one that had some seriously gory, grisly stuff going on. Um, I also wrote it with my own madness um, mechanic. Yep. Um, yeah basically. I've talked about this definitely on Jules from NZ before, uh, but basically you have to roll a number up at the beginning of the game with a d12 plus your wisdom stat, your wisdom modifier, and um, for the rest of the game you have to roll underneath that. If you roll over that by a certain amount, you get a certain amount of points taken away until it's harder and harder and harder to roll under that. And as you go down, there are certain levels that you hit where you get short-term madnesses, long-term madnesses, all sorts of things start freaking you out and you're basically going insane. Um, It's a very fun mechanic to run alongside a very grisly, gory murder mystery that you're trying to solve. Um, and find out what's going on there. Again, no spoilers, but the ending is very fun on that game. Um, Depending on how many people are mad, (laughs) depends on what happens. So very fun to play. And that was my level five adventure. And then I realized that I had, um, I was actually getting a lot of bookings by this point. And I had a gory (laughs) murder mystery, a investigative mystery of sea pirates sure but it takes quite a while and a haunted house and I was running a lot of cons and stuff and and I was running with a lot of kids so couldn't really run the prime bridge slasher fifth level adventure um and adrift on ruined seas the seventh level adventure became quite time consuming and trying to make it shorter for con games was actually kind of taking some of the fun out of that game so I realized I needed to write more and so write more I did. I actually wrote my first adventure that's not um, not Whistle Whistles. Yeah, I know, weird. Um, but I really, I have always wanted to play with a beholder. I'd never f- fought one. I still haven't. Um, and I just love them so much. But I wanted to give people who who come to cons and that kind of thing. Maybe people who have played a little bit of D&D before and heard about things, seen the monster manual or whatever, seen the beholder on the front of the monster manual. I wanted to give them the iconic monster fight that you've always been, you know, dreaming of. So as a as a newish D&D player. So I wrote um, a 10th level called Escape Across the Desert. This is also set in Aizen though. Um, so it's across the Durakis Desert in Aizen. Um, but they are, it's set around the time of the fall of Arkvale. And these are six Arkvale soldiers, or well, up to six Arkvale soldiers, escaping across the desert, trying to escape the regime that is crumbling all around them. Basically, gap it to safety where they can pretend that they were never part of that. Um, or maybe they are going on to do something else like create their own army who knows why they are doing it but they are all doing it and they find themselves all together and in crossing the desert they find an oasis that one of them knew to stop at 
they're faced with a mystery from a turtle um, who has missing their life partner and uh, knows that they were last seen somewhere around here. And as they as they sit and talk to this turtle, and this turtle sees the Arkvale uniforms and questions that, there is a rumbling in the ground and up erupts. Well, you'll just have to play the game to see. But absolutely, you do already know that somewhere in this adventure is a beholder. But let me tell you, it's not a beholder coming through that sand. It's something else iconic and awesome for a D&D game. It's, it's just the monster that everybody talks about fighting and nobody ever really does fight. There's never run in any of the adventures. So I wrote one for it. So... Yeah, Escape Across the Desert. That was a really fun one to write. In fact, I loved Beholders so much, I already started drafting another adventure, which is called Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder, which is very much a Beauty and the Beast reference where the Beholder sort of doesn't quite kill a young child, watches them grow up and ends up sort of having somewhat of a weird kind of relationship with them, Uh, very sarcastic and negative, but the kid keeps coming back. Um, and well, again, no spoilers, um, but you do end up having to work with a beholder (laughs) to save a girl. So that could be fun. Um, yeah, I haven't had anybody play that one yet because it's still in draft form. I'm still working on that, but it's basically drafted. I got distracted working on another adventure. So at one of the conventions, I and I, I actually have men- mentioned this before, I think it was Evil Jeff who was like, make sure that gets out and you get that put out. Um, the I went back to the idea of the whistle whistles and where they came from because I realized I was teaching a lot of young kids about how to play D&D and I really needed that level one adventure, that very base level, here's how to play adventure, here's how your stuff works adventure. So... Um, I created the Whistle Whistles um, level one adventure called the Grand Wannabe Adventurer Tournament. And it basically is that the kids have been at school for a year already and they're showing their parents in a big stadium showcase about all the skills they've learnt and their teachers are there and there's challenges and archery tournaments and all sorts of stuff going on to compete in and and what the kids compete in really depends on what they decide to to enter Um, so they can enter as many things as they like so everybody can enter any every tournament Um, but obviously some of them have got better stats in it so it usually kind of comes out everybody wins something just based on um, the tournament and the, and the stats, but bad rolls happen. And and one of my games, the I think it's the Barbarian, won the Magic Jewel. So who knows what could happen. Um, so I wrote that one. That's a really exciting and fun one. Um, everybody gets to showcase and then, and then something happens where they have to all work as a team to defeat and defend. And I'm not going to tell you what happens, but... Um, it's a great conclusion to having gone through and carefully taught them how all their skills work for them to have that moment at the end where they get to put all of those things they've learned into place and work together as a team to come out triumphant. It's very fun. Um, I really enjoy seeing it played. But then I realized that I needed another 
hallowed festival of frights. You know, I needed another, you know, level three ish base level kind of easy to run at a convention, easy to put into any circumstance game. I was getting a lot of private bookings and um, again, the Pinebridge Slasher was not laying up and a lot of the people who have already played before didn't want to play the level one because they thought it would be boring. Now, I'm not saying that that's not true, but I'm also saying that level one adventures aren't boring. They're just challenging in a different way because you don't have a lot of things to do. So you're a little limited with your character shape, but it's all about the role play and making what you have out of it. But anyway, I needed another adventure. So along comes Starstam Stormtree and his crazy static tower. Um, yeah, I had an idea that a wizard was basically brewing a lightning and thunderstorm above his tower and it was causing static electricity problems for the nearby town. You know, the blacksmith touches his, his anvil and goes flying across the room, lands in a pile of hay because the static charge is so incredible and everybody in town's got crazy afros um and they can't touch each other anymore and just like that kind of thing so they call the whistle whistles and for help this is a level four adventure where the whistle whistles find out about what's happening to the town and they have to go to the tower basically find the mad mage star stam storm tree and figure out what on earth he's doing up there that could cause so much static electricity in town but of course star stam's not that easy to find it's a mage's tower. Come on, man. Of course it's going to be crazy. So they basically find themselves in a situation of random chaos where they have to roll, depending on how many people and depending on how much time, either a D4 or a D6 to, to see what room they land in literally every single time. So they can exit one room roll the d6 and find themselves back in the same room again. If you've ever played that... um that hero's quest level where it's like every room's got a different number or whatever and you have to roll the 2d6s and i think it's like 13 rooms or something for no 12 rooms that would make more sense julia because 2d6 is 6 plus 6 is 12 anyway um yeah so they have to roll that um and i think it's only when they get like double ones or whatever it is that they get back out <laughs> back to the starting room so think kind of that but um, one of the six or four rooms is the room with the door in it that asks them if they know the password to get through. And of course, the password is found in the other rooms. So they have to go around and find what the password is to get through. In some of the games, if it's a birthday party or whatever, I make the, the password literally happy birthday, blah, whatever their name is, you know, happy birthday, Peter. Um, and those are the words. And the door... Above the door is written the words, um, the password must be spoken aloud. And so that I basically make them yell it. Um, in other circumstances where it's a quest book DM gig and I'm, I'm for hire um, somewhere public, I literally make the password quest book rocks so that they have to scream at the door, quest book rocks, um, which is very fun for me. <laughs> a little bit of marketing and advertising or whatever. But the, the point is, is I can make the password anything. And that's very fun to put into a situation in a circumstance, um, you know, depending on how we're playing it. And there's lots of things in there, traps and combat and mazes and puzzles and, 
you know, there's lots of all of that kind of stuff. I've actually made um, use of a bit of Tasha's, which is very cool in there. So, yeah, and that's actually a great adventure. It's become really useful to me. Um, I've run it a lot, and it's always run really differently, kind of the same as the Hallowed Festival of Frights, but it's it's nice to have two of them, which are playable by kids and adults, very transferable, very easy um, to run, and, yeah, they're really cool. So currently I'm writing, um, yeah, Beauty is in the Eye of the Polar, which I told you about already. That is a level 10 Whistle Whistles adventure because obviously we've got a level 10 adventure, but it's not a Whistle Whistles. And I want to write a um, Whistle Whistles adventure from 1 to 20 so that there is 20 of them and you can play them through one after the other. They should take about three or four hours to complete each so they are a contained one shot so you can sit down and play them in one session is the idea, not one shots which are actually freaking six sessions which makes no sense and you're just exhausted by the end of it because you're like this is a mini campaign not a one shot. Um, so the whole idea of these is that you should be able to play them in three or four hours or so. I wrote them for cons and that's how we run them. So, yeah. Um, so one to 20 and then you can sit down and in 20 sessions you will have played through the entire Whistle Whistles adventures. And then you could play the extras if you wanted to, like any other specials I decide to write. I do actually have a Christmas special called Christmas is a Beach, um, which is all about, um, the Kiwi summer Christmas being overtaken by winter because somebody has decided that we're doing it wrong <laughs> over here. So it was a really fun level 20 adventure to write. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, assistance went into that one. I had a friend who helped me out with Santa Claus, of course, spelled C-L-A-W-S, and we homebrewed our own Santa Claus and his friend, of course, Rudolph, um, it was also very fun. I'm, I'm keeping that one close to the chest in terms of what things are and what things happen. But let me just say this, um, all of Santa's attacks are very traditionally based. Uh, don't let him get out the list, the tinsel or the mistletoe. Yeah, <laughs> it's very fun. Um, and then I'm also writing a level eight adventure uh, for the Whistle Whistles called Night's Last Breath, which is about a town that hasn't been heard from in a while. And the Whistle Whistles have been called in by uh, one of the town's inhabitants' sister, who, who lives sort of too far to go herself, but has written to the Whistle Whistles if they wouldn't mind going and checking. Um, she's happy to pay for, you know, the minimum fee and, and more if it ends up being exorbitant but she just can't get there her business is too busy and but she's worried about her brother basically um and so they are on a mission to go there night's last breath uh, to um this town which has been overtaken by plants and wildlife in a very kind of aggressive way and they will have to figure out what on earth happened there um and where the inhabitants have ended up so That'll be exciting in a different kind of way. And I'm also writing a level two adventure, going back down to that basic. Um, I wanted to write specifically a birthday adventure, the sort of thing I can take to birthday parties and really play on that, you know, um, 
that that it's so and so's birthday and we're we're throwing them the best birthday ever um and it's it's very like fetch and carry missions go get this ingredient mission if you help this person this baker they'll help you bake the cake kind of stuff putting together um the birthday requires basically all these different little quests and stuff that they need to complete a little bit of introducing you to different dnd things that there are puzzles and combat and all of that kind of stuff but also just a little bit of fun and light-hearted crazy adventure um i'm planning on making it for level two initially and then having a level chart so like if it was if you wanted to play it at this level you'd make this the monster instead of that or whatever it is or you made this the dc instead of that and like that kind of thing so that it is the sort of thing i could take to a birthday party and we could play it at a higher level yeah so that would be fun but at least start writing it for the second level because that would be a nice fit there so yeah oh 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 and the last one that i'm currently writing i know i'm currently writing a lot it's because i keep getting all these ideas um and starting writing them and not finishing them because I'm so bloody busy I never actually get to finish them in order to have them but the last one I'm writing is the Whistle Whistles adventure for level 13 called the Moonlit Masquerade basically the Whistle Whistles get invited to this special masquerade where only the most elite um, people get invited and nobody ever knows how you get there or how you get back or what happens there. People don't seem to be able to remember, but they just remember they had a wonderful time. So, of course, they want to go, right, and figure out what happens there. What happens there? Well, I mean, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> no, that's just a silly way of me saying I've written some of it um, and other pits I don't know, but... I do know that it is a masquerade and it is moonlit and it is incredible. And I know a lot more than that, but I don't actually want to spoil it in case what I know ends up being a spoiler. So, um, yeah, but yeah, very exciting. Uh, level 13 for a reason. Those of you who are very familiar with the monster manual for 5e might suddenly uh, occur to you something that is CR 13 um, that I might be working with. <laughs> maybe you might know that that's a little trick for you feel free to call in if you think you do um yeah I think that's I think that's it all of my one shots oh my goodness that's a lot um of I've been talking for 25 minutes guys I've been talking for 25 minutes and I just said guys and I hate that word folks folks I've been talking for 26 minutes now oh that's good I should stop talking um, but thank you for listening to me talk about all of my um, supplementary material to Eisen. I hope that you enjoyed learning about the Whistle Whistles and all the adventures that they're on. Um, if you have any interest in playing one of my um, one of my adventures with the Whistle Whistles and being them for a while, please um, feel free to contact me, hit me up. Let's put a time together and let's play. I'm always keen to play some more and play test them um it's always very important especially those new ones that i'm still kind of drafting and haven't really finalized so it's a great time to see if they work so thanks for listening to rpg a day supplement i'm sorry this is such a long one it turns out when i get talking i can't stop <laughs> okay but i'm going to okay this is me stopping now 
Kia ora and thanks for joining me in this Jules from NZ RPG A Day Takeover episode. I hope you're enjoying getting to know the fate of Eisen some more. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks for my gems, James, Jason, Barry, Liren, KP, Ezekiel and Joey. And a big thanks to you for listening. We'll be back to NZ and Glitter episodes in September, but August is for RPG. Inohora ka kite anō. Goodbye and see you again soon. Mwah.